is Eva, co-host of Invisible Not Broken's roundtable segment of our podcast. Today you will be listening to part two of our discussion with Jesse Ace, a fellow podcaster, MS warrior, advocate, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. On her podcast, Disabled to Enabled, Jesse interviews inspiring people also affected by chronic illness who have turned their diagnosis into something incredibly unexpected. In this part two episode of Invisible Not Broken, Monica and I continue to talk with Jessie about a whole boatload of stuff, including her MS journey, her advocacy work, starting her own podcast, and how she's creating a podcast course along with a planner and tracker journal for life and illness. If you like taking notes of recommendations when you listen to our podcast, we will have a bunch peppered throughout the conversation and listed in the show notes for this episode on InvisibleNotBroken.com. As you can see, given that this is episode number two, we've also decided to try out an idea given to us by Jessie herself regarding podcasting. We're going to be trying out 15 to 25 minute segments for a little while instead of our typical one hour at a time episodes so that you can digest our episodes at your own pace. In somewhat related and very exciting news, we have started building up our official Invisible Not Broken Facebook group. Please join us in our community conversations where you can ask questions, connect with fellow Invisible Illness peers, and make suggestions for the podcast, like whether or not you end up liking this idea of splitting up episodes. Visit facebook.com slash groups slash Invisible Not Broken. The link will be in the show notes, of course. And now without further ado, please once again enjoy some typical Monica Eva banter along with the smooth British accent of the lovely Jessie Ace. Well, that was terrible. And um, so we all started podcasts. Uh, uh, Jessie, tell me about like your process on how you started, just because there's a lot of people who are at home right now who might have an idea for a podcast or a blog. Um, maybe you can help some people out and uh, give them some ideas. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, if, if anyone is wanting to, to start a podcast, I am starting a course on this soon. So please get in touch with me. Um, I'm putting you on the wait list for that. But like the basic kind of um, the basic way I started, I think, was just because I was listening to so many different ones um, on. <laughs> and I should probably explain this a little bit more what I'm about to say. Basically, my husband used to be a wedding singer. So we used to travel all around the country to like different gigs and stuff. So we spent a lot of time in a van together. And in the van, we listened to a lot of podcasts. And I remember listening to this specific business one. Um, and it was kind of like a lighthearted sort of businessy, but kind of fun kind of thing. And um, yeah, we, we kind of, I was kind of thought, you know, wouldn't it be great to have this for chronic illness? That would be awesome. And then it just kind of went from there. Chronic Illness Podcast. Sorry. What do you mean? The Chronic Illness Podcast? Was that what you were? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I got very nauseous right in the middle of what you're saying. And I heard like a small part of it. So we, it, so that's when you decided to start a Chronic Illness Podcast? Uh, pretty much, yeah. So I, I thought, you know, wouldn't it be great to, to kind of take that idea and then implement it into the kind of chronic illness world and make chronic illness a little bit more... To, to kind of share the highs and the lows, you know, and, and, and that sort of thing. I think. Yeah, so I mean, what, what you did you find, like, did you start as a blog or as a, just jumped right in as a podcast? 
jump right in as a podcast because at this sort of time um i was writing like blogs and articles for different ms charities and things and um i had some really interesting feedback that was that kind of said you know um you're a really young kind of blogger in, in comparison to everybody else who sort of writes for these sorts of charities so i was covering issues that wasn't really being covered anywhere else you know do you mind giving a little bit of a timeline like when you were diagnosed when this was happening and like when you started the podcast yeah because sure. you're so young looking i don't i don't really know <laughs> what we're talking I about 12 i know it's <laughs> a good thing i think people keep telling me it's a good thing i still get id'd for deodorant it's, it's a bit weird um <laughs> that was not what i was expecting you to say next <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so basically I was diagnosed when I was 22 um, and then so like all the career changed and everything I kind of I went into fashion first of all so I was a fashion designer for like high street stores and things um, and then it wasn't till about four years after when me and my partner were running a wedding business together and it was kind of advice for brides-to-be getting married and, and that sort of thing and that was the first time I'd really started to share my story in like live videos and things and it amazed me that brides-to-be were coming to me saying, oh my God, I've got an invisible illness as well. How do I kind of get through this day? Because a wedding day is a really long day. And um, they, you know, we used to do something called Tutorial Tuesday, which was how to you know, make or how to kind of DIY everything for your wedding. And some people ask me, you know, how can I be disguising my oxygen tank into my dress? Or how can I pretty up my wheelchair so that it looks more wedding-y? You know, and I was like, "Oh my God, I can help people with my story. This is insane. What what does that about? That's incredible." And it was from that point that I really decided to start blogging um, for different charities. So this was like four years in, and then I think um, so we ended our business together. That took about a year. So I think it was around uh, when did I start my podcast? Let me think about this. Oh, duh. It was on the, it was World MS Day last year. So it was the 30th of May that the podcast started last year. Oh, wow. Um, so it's been going less than a year so far, which is amazing. Um, and you know, I've, I've learned so much in the last year. <laughs> I wow, mean, so you have 72 episodes. 72 episodes since May? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So in the last few months, we've started split, splitting down our episodes into um, like three or four. I mean, we've been doing four because of the, the whole, we've been covering the coronavirus and things like that. So we release um, four a week now instead of one, which has made like a huge difference. Is that a huge difference because there are shorter episodes or are you still doing long form for four episodes a week? I, I'm just dizzy with the amount of work that would be. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we basically take one hour long episode and then we split it down. Because I noticed that whenever I listen to kind of long episodes and things, I get distracted a lot and I kind of get distracted halfway through and I just kind of go, ah, and it kind of just tails off. So for me, because I struggle with attention anyway and, and try to keep concentration is, is really, really hard. So I take one hour long episode and then split that down. So it's like 10, 15 minute episodes instead of like a whole hour, which is so much easier to kind of consume, I think. <laughs> And then I feel kind of like I've got more of an achievement listening because I can listen to four episodes and I'm like, oh, I listened to four pod podcast episodes today. That's awesome. <laughs> 
And do you do all of your own work? Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, how with MS, you have the, like, I have other stainless fibromyalgia, there's a whole host of other things. How do you have the energy to do all this, or do you hire out? So I've recently found, like, the most amazing person. Um, so, okay, so I basically have our Enabled Warriors group on Facebook. And from there, there's four people that run that for me, which is incredible. And then one of those asked me if she could help with like different, different stuff. And I was like, well, I could really, really help uh, use some help with um, editing the podcast. Like, have you ever done that before kind of thing? And so she does that for me. She edits every episode and it's the most incredible, amazing thing. And I, I just, I don't know how to thank her because it just, it helps me so, so much. Um, I think the biggest thing, the biggest, the biggest way to run a business when you've got chronic illness is to just be so strict with your calendar and time block everything that is that is my main thing that's my number one and everybody mocks me to high heaven about my calendar <laughs> because if if someone's not in my calendar then it just does not get done it's just not happening and I get mocked for it so bad but um but yeah it's just the way it's got to be you know <clears throat> no is such a powerful sentence and it I mean, you're way younger than I am. It took me probably a few more decades than even alive to figure out that no is acceptable. Like that's such an important thing to learn is to value your time. But yeah, the help sounds amazing. Anyone listening, (laughs) even if we're doing this by ourselves, we need help. That's, that sounds wonderful. It takes a village, especially when you have a chronic illness. (laughs) Definitely. definitely But that's also the great thing about the chronic illness community in general is that people want to be part of a mission to better the lives of others. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is very community oriented and um, and support oriented. I and that's a weird. We're talking silver linings before, like the silver lining of being sick and and being part of this community is people do want to be involved with one another. Yeah, totally, totally. It's yeah. Amazing. The number one thing I can recommend to anybody is to, if you, if you're going to start a podcast, also start a group, you know, start your own group on, on Facebook because it's just, yeah, it's the most amazing thing because you've always got that kind of sounding board as well, as well then. So if you've got, um, cause you know, right at the start when you kind of like, okay, well, who am I going to help? Um, you know, who, who's going to listen to this podcast and, and, and you're asking yourself all these questions and you're kind of like, you know, how long should an episode be or, or how is this okay for an introduction? Like, because you, if you're just on your own and you're podcasting, you've got no idea <laughs> because, you know, hardly anybody comments to start off with and you're just like, oh my gosh. So having that kind of sounding board and having a group that you can go into and be like, guys, I've, uh, I've got this idea. What do you think of this idea? Is it, is this a good idea or am I just like totally like on something right now? <laughs> What's going on? And they'll give you an honest answer and it's, it's amazing. So that is my pro tip for today. <laughs> Good one. So are you on Podbean? Is that what I was saying? Yeah, so that's my host. Um, yeah, so to start a podcast, you you generally find a, uh, it's called something like an, an RSS host. Um, so you basically put it on that. They give you an RSS code. And then you have to manually pull that on iTunes. As I remember, this was like a year ago. I can't remember. Um, but the, the host puts it on every other site. So then it's kind of done. And does like pod, I haven't checked out Podbean. Is there like a charge for being on Podbean or did you try Anchor or any of the other ones? I didn't try Anchor because I didn't know about it back then. And so Anchor is the one that's free, isn't it? I think. Mm-hmm. Right, so, yeah. Yeah, we're paying way too much for ours. So I'm just 
curious. <laughs> yeah, I decided to go with Podbean just, um, and again, like I've got no idea why I even went for that. I think because it was one of the cheapest ones. And I think because it gave you statistics and, and that sort of thing, so you can really track progress. Um, that was really helpful. Which one are you on, if you, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, no, no worries. Um, so when I started, I started on Squarespace as I wanted to have a place to also blog. So we had Squarespace, which you can do the full RSS feed, um, which it was actually pretty easy and good to start up. And I am not a good coder, so it was nice, but it didn't feed. You'd have to manually feed into all of the other ones. And I did not have the time and energy for that. So we went with Acast mm -hmm. and Acast feeds into everything without you having to do anything. You get full analytics. It's also expensive. Yeah. So do you have other businesses that you run or do you, um, are you focused on the podcast? So the podcast is a part of my business. It's, it's not like everything's focused around that. Um, so I blog regularly for different MS charities and uh, different MS websites and things like that. And I also write and illustrate for different MS magazines as well. Um, and I'm going through this, this, this thing right now called the OFA challenge. Um, I don't know if you've heard of like the whole click funnels movement, Russell Brunson, Oh yeah. Looking at me puzzled. Maybe oh, no. not. <laughs> yes, I know. I know all about it. <laughs> so my husband's an internet marketer and he's just been like throwing these terms at me and I'm just like, what's that? <laughs> like, I've got no idea what that is. And I, I saw this, uh, this one follow away challenge and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to give it a go, see what it's all about. And then, um, we can then kind of get our services out to more people. We can help more people. And it's going to help us like get more people into the podcast and, you know, get pe more people to the site and that sort of thing. Because um, I think one of the biggest challenges that you come up against if you're doing any sort of patient, uh, any kind of patient advocacy is trying to monetize what you do and trying to monetize your blog and trying to monetize, you know, if you're starting a podcast, trying to monetize the podcast, because when you've got very limited listeners right at the beginning, it's, it's super hard to grow anything. Um, because obviously you, you, it's hard to monetize something that's got an audience that's so small. Um, so it's like, how do you do that? You know? So one of the things I've actually been looking into recently is affiliate marketing. And we've had our first affiliate client for about, oh, I'm not quite sure, two, three months, I think. And that's been really helpful because that's kind of paid for you know, various different things in the business. Um, and things that like, so like everything in my business is scheduled completely. So podcasts are currently scheduled till like mid July right now. Um, social media is scheduled for about four weeks, I think, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but these things cost money, don't they? Uh, and yeah. That's the hard part. <laughs> That's the hard part. Monetizing what you do is the hard part, I think. So that is my aim to go and teach other people how to kind of monetize everything. And you're Thanks. doing a course on that? I will be soon. Yeah. Yeah, we're putting that together. So my, my main focus right now is the Enabled Warrior Tracker Planner Journal that I've just created. Um, and basically what that is, it's, it's a kind of journal that you refer to every day that um, tracks your symptoms, it tracks your exercise, it tracks your hydration levels, your food, everything. You can kind of make a note of absolutely everything on there and it'll have like um, 
graphs and charts and things where we, you can manually input your information and then you can take that to your doctor and say, okay, this is where I'm at. Like it's all there on paper, all there in front of you. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, but the amount of times that I've gone into a doctor's office and they've quizzed me on my entire medical history and I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> The last period is one that always like has yeah. no clue. Exactly. Or like when did this no symptom way. start? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I thought to make things easier, I was like, let's just have it all in a book, you know, let's track it every day. And why not? You know, and I know there's like apps and things out there, but personally I don't feel comfortable putting my information out into this digital cloud space because you don't know who's seeing it. And I really don't like that. So I mean, the answer is everyone. I like writing things down. It's it's proven that uh, for most people, if you write something down, you uh, remember it better, and also you remember the context of when you wrote something down. So even if you don't didn't write as many details down, you'll actually remember more about it. Mm. Uh, otherwise, that's why here's my notebook. I wrote everything down. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with illustrations scribbling away. I'm like, oh, I should have got my notebook where's my notebook gone <laughs> if for me it's just ADD like if I'm not I have to be writing to focus on what someone's saying it's I have to be drawing or writing it's, it's so weird I yeah I just I take a ridiculous amount of notes interestingly with my symptoms I haven't done a good enough job tracking them um also mine are always so vague I have so I have fibromyalgia which is you know the we, I mean, there's so many overlapping s symptoms, but mine are just so odd all the time. I question my body like it's, an, I like to personify my pain. Be like, what are you doing right now? That doesn't make any sense. You sure? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've tried tracking it before in a journal, but when I didn't have any um, structure to it, it really just kind of got lost. So it would be nice to have some structure. I do have a a you know notes on your phone or Evernote yeah. is an app that I use and I call it my seeker status. Um, on my company Wellacopia, people with chronic illnesses are known as seekers. So I was like, okay, what's my seeker status? And the list of symptoms is just it's kind of ridiculous. Um, and, I mean we all we all have that situation, but when I see it written out, it really is kind of mind boggling. It's like, wait, I feel all these things and there's probably things I'm forgetting. Yeah, it's it's crazy, isn't it? When you when you actually go and write down that information, and I think as well when you do physically write down information, you you have this sort of emotional attachment to it as well. Mm -hmm. um, so what I've kind of done in the planner as as well because I I am useless at remembering things, to be quite honest. Um, and I I used to be really 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 bad for this, um, but what has actually helped me in the last few years that I've I've found is this thing called the Miracle Morning by Hal, Hal Everard. I don't, I don't know if you've, have you heard of this? Yeah, that sounds really familiar, actually. Yeah, so his story is phenomenal. It's, it's, it's crazy insane. Um, so inspirational. And it's basically this, this morning routine that you do every single morning that just gets you in the right frame of mind for the day. It's, it's just insane. And I started doing it like a few years ago. And at the start, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, give it a go, whatever kind of thing. Or I sort of dismiss it. But now... <laughs> I do that religiously every single morning um, because without that, like I start to focus on symptoms. I start to focus on what hurts. I start to focus on what feels weak. I start to feel on um, 
how, how the focus on how tired I am and, and that sort of thing. And when you are obsessed with, with the, the kind of negative sort of, um, those sorts of negative feelings that you're feeling, that your body's feeling, it, it brings you down mentally and it, it allows you to, you know, you, you not thinking positively whatsoever. Um, yeah, which has a really detrimental impact on everything else. So what are some of the things that help with the morning routine? Is there like a specific part of that that really, that really helps? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so but what I've done basically in my planner is I've kind of adapted his morning routine that's kind of for everybody. And I've kind of adapted it to, to chronic illness because um, his morning routine is, is not for the faint hearted, I'll be honest, because you have to do <laughs> things like um, you do affirmations and gratefulness and journaling and visualization and you read a page of a book for an hour and, and things like that and um he also encourages you to do an hour of exercise every morning and that did not work for me i just no. just just, no. No. just, just <laughs> you know like i can't do that first thing in the morning for an hour i just i felt like i really struggled with that aspect of it so i've adapted it and i've made it simpler so basically in, in my planner you've basically got um you've got the affirmations which is the positive kind of I am statements is what I tend to do a lot. So I tell myself things like, I am confident, I am strong, I am able to handle anything. You know, that, that positive reaffirmation all the, thing, all the time. Even if you're not feeling strong, because quite often my muscles feel quite weak. If I get hot, especially, then I'm just weak. <laughs> I'm just completely weak. I'm just like a 90-year-old lady. Um, so, and, and things like telling yourself you're confident is just a huge, huge one. Because if you'd have met me like four years ago, I would not be talking to you on a video right now. I just, just, just would not have been doing that because I would have been so scared, so anxious. I'd have been like, oh, I can't go on video. I can't, I can't do this. Oh my God, I can't do that. You know? And you've got to flip that mindset. As soon as you start flipping that mindset and you say, do you know what? I said to myself, how would the person that I want to be do the things that I need to do now? And I said, the person that I want to be right now is a confident person that is fearless, that will just go on that video, just do it, do an interview, you know, like reach out to that person, even if, you know, they are like an influencer or a celebrity or whoever, it doesn't matter, just reach out to them. And you've kind of got to get into this state, you this into, get into this kind of confident state. And that takes time. And that is hard. <laughs> Let me tell you, that is hard to get there. But it's but so possible. Sorry? Hard, but possible. Yes. Everything is possible. Yes. You may have to adapt to, to get there, but it's possible. And that's the most important thing. So, yeah, so basically going back to the planner, because I'm just getting really distracted. Um, so positive affirmations, super important. There's a space for gratefulness. So if you write what you're grateful for every day, it keeps you thinking in the present tense rather than worrying about the future, what, rather than worrying about what happened yesterday. And getting stressed about what happened yesterday all in the present what am i feeling right here right now what am i grateful for and it's just that kind of constant reminder um and then you've got space for journal so journaling is super important to me i do it every morning and it just gets all of the you know the, the stuff in your head the kind of random thoughts that you get like the the horrible hard kind of ugh. just get it all out of there put it on some paper stick it on there put it on your bookshelf <laughs> And it's just gone. Yeah, and you don't need to hang on to everything because it's, it's in the book. It's, it's there. So that, is help, that has helped me massively. 
Um, and I think that's going to help a lot of other people as well with chronic illness. So. And yeah. if you go over to our show notes on um, Squarespace, if you, uh, Squarespace, if you go to invisiblenetbroken.com and you go to the show notes, at the very top, we're going to have all of Jesse's links. So we'll have a link to purchase the, the journal and to listen to Jesse's podcast. So they'll all be right there at the top. That's actually one of the things I really love about the chronic illness community is there's no competition. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Like every every person we've interviewed who also runs a podcast, like we're all very friendly and we all share guests and I, I've yeah, never met anyone who isn't super generous with their time and what their resources are, which I adore. I, I was a photographer for a long time when I first started that way back in the days of film. People were really like guarded on everything. Mm -hmm. No one would tell you how to run the business. No one would tell you where the resources came from. So this is like, it's such a, I mean, photography is a different world now too. It became much more open, but this is like way more supportive like I don't think there's anyone yeah, totally. to go to because I think you just you you have this new sort of um it's like your mind just becomes open to to what's actually around you you know and what's actually important in life and like if you came to me and you said Jess I really want help with this I'd be like sure let's schedule a call let's get you know let's have a chat let's see how I can help you because that's what it's about yeah and, you know people need to help people like nobody's competition that's just so silly it's such a weird thing in the world. Like, there's only so much, and it's like, oh, really? There's a lot out there for everyone to, and you get so much more out of life when you're open with others. Absolutely, yeah. And we are all unique, even if we. So there's a bunch of us making podcasts, having interviews, talking to other people about our experiences. We're still all very different people, even if we're talking about the exact same experience, <laughs> um, like a dislocation. I don't know. So uh, there, there's really always room for more conversations. It's like we run two very separate podcasts on the same network, and we're hoping to expand to other podcasts that we're trying to bring into the network of This Will Not Broken. And our reviews are hilarious on like, I can't stand Monica. She's too, she swears too much. She's too political. Her voice annoys me. And then it's like, then you know, other people are like, oh, well, this works better for me over here. It's, it's um, even in our own podcast and people are very clear on like what they want from a podcast. So it's good to have like, you know, you have a lot of bubbly positivity, which is awesome. I am not bubbly or positive. <laughs> that's, that's where I come in. I'm too old to change now. I'm sorry, everyone. I am a political, very political person. And I also am very snarky. Uh, but, you know, for the people who enjoy that, that's great. Thrilled to have you here. But then I can also refer people who find my voice really annoying to someone like you or to Eva or to Lauren, who was hoping we could get on the call, but I blanked on inviting her. So Lauren, I'm sorry. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Jazz musician. She's just so smooth. Um, and Lauren is, uh, this is not what I ordered. Also MS, um, who oddly lives 40 minutes away from me. And I still have not came in. Like, <laughs> even before COVID, like my world is Zoom. So it's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been saying to everyone, like, welcome to my world. Like, this isn't anything new for me. I talk to everyone on Zoom anyway. Like the call in my daily routine, isolation. What's this about? <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode. If you haven't already, please leave us a review. It means the world to us. Any feedback, all feedback. And as always, links to the show notes will be on invisiblenotbroken.com per the episode, where you can also subscribe to our community updates. 
If you love listening to our show, and we hope that you do, please show us some love in return by becoming a patron for the cost of one coffee a month. If you're unable, no worries. Show some love with an episode share. All support is appreciated. Visit patreon.com slash invisible not broken to become a patron with us. And otherwise, we'll see you online on our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash invisible not broken. As always, be kind, be gentle, and be super freaking badass. Thank you.